Welcome to a special episode of the Queen's Pitch Podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Bridget. And we have Joe Labou, president of Charlotte FC, with us today to answer some questions. Welcome, Joe. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Kara. So we're excited to have you. So let's start off with an easy question for you. Uh, we have a lot of younger fans, listeners. What exactly do you do as the president of the Charlotte FC? Oh, oh wow. I'd like to say it's my role to provide the best environment possible for our club to set and achieve all the goals that, that we have in front of us. And that's from a commercial side. That's from the sporting side, just making sure we've got resources, you know, like to put out fires when fires need to be put out. Certainly be, you know, a bit of a spokesperson for the club, good, bad, or indifferent. Be that sort of conduit to the to the fan base and to local media. And, you know, really just be Dave and Nicole's right-hand man when it comes to all things Charlotte FC. You know, and, and, I'm, and in this role particularly, I've got to be able to make sure that our club is functioning within Tepper Sports and Entertainment as well. You know, big... Big company, obviously partnering with the Carolina Panthers, Bank of America Stadium, and all that we do for Charlotte. So, just again, it's it it's a lot, but but really, it's just again making sure my teammates have the environment to be successful. At the end of the day, that's it. You know, make sure they come to work and they're happy to come to work. They have the tools that they need to do their job. You know, crack some jokes here and there. Make sure people, you know, lighten the mood up a little bit. And so when you're showing off the club, whether to prospective new players or staff or just visiting VIPs, what are Charlotte's selling points? The city sells itself just sort of with the evolving, growing, dynamic, sort of inclusive city that that, that Charlotte is becoming. Really, that does it. I think a lot of our players, there's a common misconception that you know, people that want to work in professional sports, particularly on the athlete side, they want the glam and glitz of, of bigger cities. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, there's a lot of people like me that are, you know, they're family people. They want somewhere they can put roots down or somewhere where, you know, going to the grocery store is easy or, you know, the schools provide a great environment and, and education for their children. Obviously, the climate here in Charlotte is fantastic. You've got all four seasons, you know, as a club. We've set the bar high from day one. I think you see it in a facility that we just we just unveiled recently. We are going to do everything that we can to to have the best facilities and resources for for athletes, and we want to win. We're ambitious, so I think that sells itself. We've been transparent since day one too. We like to be clear. We like to have very defined goals. We're very public about it. Obviously, that gets us in some hot water sometimes, but you know, I think when players come in and they know they know the expectation, I think that makes things attractive. You know, the, the, the gray area, we try to eliminate as much of that as we can. Well, it's massive that the club has finally completed the training facility, the new offices. I know that there were some big plans for y'all to move there, but now that that's done, what's now, what's in the pipeline going forward? I mean, I know y'all just got in there, but. Yeah, well, I mean, the facility, is, as you mentioned, just opened up. I think, you know, we're we're the first club in the league to have our entire our entire organization under one roof. So our academy teams, our second our second team, Crown Legacy FC, up to our first team on the sporting side, but more importantly, just everyone from the business side too. So this is Charlotte FC. And moving forward, we've got to make sure that we are, you know, able to succeed in this in this brand new environment, this brand new facility. So make sure that you know, those, those lines that can be crossed between business and sporting side are set and 
you know, people sort of know the know the rules of engagement. So something new every every day that we're figuring out in terms of flow and timing. You were out here. I think you saw you know the campus is pretty pretty big as well. The next the next piece that's really important for us is is the fields. You know, right now we have two first team fields done. Well, we have access to two right now that we're using for our academy that are just behind a charter school, and we're building four additional fields. Those should be done early 2024, right before the start of the next season. So once those are up online, now you've got a fully functioning facility, and we talk about giving back to the community and how we're going to activate, program, all of that fun, uh, stressful work will begin at that point too. So I, the next phase is, you know, how do you really bring the full facility and all its fields to life? Well, it sounds amazing. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's a lot too. I mean, we're, we're planning on it right now, but you know, like anything, you could have a plan and you got to be able to pivot and call an audible, you know, if, if things aren't exactly going the way that you, you want them to, but there's so much opportunity out here in East Charlotte. We're pretty excited about it. I mean, in fact, one of the talking points we had on two, last Tuesday at the event we had was, you know, we wanted to open up our facility for big international clubs to come and train. And we did have that last week with the Ghanaian national team was here last last week. And that was really special for us to see them and to hear their feedback and see their, you know, talk, just talked about player recruitment and kind of showing off this facility and why it will be attractive. Right there was proof in the pudding. I mean, it was kind of blown away. And these were these were players that played for big time clubs, you know, abroad and in, in, in Europe and, and other places. Oh, that perspective is really interesting. That's really cool that you could allow them to come there, especially so quickly too. That's like you just got done. Team came. Yes, that's very fast. Yeah, you know, and we were having these conversations a few months ago when it was kind of like, yeah, you guys can come here; it'll be great. You know, we were just hoping we were in at the time, and you know, I had a lot of talks with the first team. Obviously, making sure that the the pitch is in great shape. We've got a pretty important week this week for us. Just so, you know, it was great. Everybody got in a room, and we felt like it was it was best for the club, and you know. Thankfully, Gata was very flexible in terms of their time and when they trained and they moved it to the afternoon just to be out here. So it was really nice. That's really cool. And so, you know, you've also faced a really, honestly, record-breaking year with Crown Legacy. And so how do you and the club feel about the success they've had? I mean, the success of Crown Legacy is you know, one of the, the major bright spots of 2023. There, there's no question about it. Darius Barnes, president of Crown Legacy, has done an amazing job. You know, we talk about resources. You know, there's so many people to thank inside these walls and outside of these walls that that played a part in the success there. I mean, it was almost like taking a another job, you know, standing up another team in another venue out, out at Matthew Sportsplex, which which was, I know. Kudos to, to, to the team there at Sportsplex. They provided us an unbelievable atmosphere and environment. I enjoyed those games so much just because it was it was just pure. You know, it was about the soccer. The team performed at a very high level, which was which was great. But seeing the, the a lot of kids out in every match, it was just so much fun. The amount of kids there, the access. Just the proximity you were to the games. Like everyone that went out there and sort of found it came back. And we didn't win our playoff game against Columbus, but the feedback we've gotten over the last week or so from that was why didn't I do this earlier? 
I've heard about it and heard about it. You finally got me out there. Now I got to wait until next March to go to go to a match. So there is something really special about it and something that is, it grabs your attention and is going to keep it. So really looking forward to, to year two. My daughter loves going to the Crown Legacy Games because like you said, you get to be like so close to the action. They feel like they're on the, they're right there on the field and everything's going on. And then another thing after the game, y'all have the players sign autographs and interact with the, with the kids and let you know to them. And I know you can do that on a less level, but on that level, it's nice for them to see those because then you have the Patrick Ajumans that get moved up and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to him for the first, for the first half of the season. So they see those kids moving up and that gives them hope too. Absolutely. I think, you know, again, it was all about access. It was like MLS Next Pro. It's a bit of an incubator for, for Major League Soccer in terms of some of the rules and, and how they do things, you know, matches going right into a you know, penalties to, so there's, you know, there's never a draw, but it was the same thing for us. We looked at it as, you know, what are some things we could do out there that, you know, we'd like to do at the stadium someday. We had pups at the pitch. That was awesome. I think legacy lawn to your, you know, get people out there. It is all about access and yes, Patrick and Andrew and, you know, you saw some of the first team players come down too. I mean, we had George Marks, we had Ben Bender, Chris Hagard, et cetera. You know, a lot of people feature for Crown Legacy this year. And that's a pretty exciting part about it too. It's like, hey, I go out there. You never know who's going to be in the, in the starting 11, who's going to come off the come off the bench and give us some minutes in those games. I guess kids around here hope that like, one day they can play for the Legacy. Jack Neely. One of our players in the back four, you know, he was at Charlotte Soccer Academy and my little six-year-old's in the junior academy there. And Rich Schwartz kind of runs a JA program, you know, greater than Hayes. South part of Charlotte. Uh, he always talks about Jack. Jack was, Jack was, you know, year two or year three of this JA program. Look at him now. And, you know, and he can say that with conviction. And people are like, oh my God, yes, you're right. You can do that. Look at him now. So 100% agree with you. So you've had a lot of difficulties. You've had two years now, almost two years, and there's been a lot of ups and downs for the teams. There's been some difficulties with internally, you know, in this with life, things that have happened. How do you balance that out? And how do you feel like the team has come back from it? Because I know that when everything happens, the fans are very in your face about it. They want you to make a comment and they want. But you, you know, I think y'all have handled it really well this year. But internally, how do y'all build the team up and bounce back from it so that it doesn't affect the whole season? Yeah, I think when this season finally does come to an end, I think we're going to take a deep breath and probably get a little emotional, I imagine, kind of thinking about, you know, what happened in the preseason with Anton and just some other off-the-field things. You know, it's there's no playbook for it. You know, for people to sort of read it, hear about it, and, and look, fans are emotionally attached, and I know it had impact on a lot of people in a lot of different ways for, for our club. Yeah, it was it was hard. You don't want to make excuses. That that's the thing. You know, we're in a we're in an industry where people expect results and ultimately you're graded by results and, and results can change from one day to the next. So to sit here and 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 have the excuses and, and use it to sort of defend some of the some of the things that may have not gone our way is is, is something you can't do, frankly. It's easy to do it, but we haven't done that. And I'm really proud of the players. I'm proud of the support staff, the organization. You know, just that three to four weeks following the incident in Miami was was just crazy. I mean, you're, you know, you're thinking about so many, you're thinking about the player, the, his family, our guys, their families, a season beginning, planning a memorial service at the stadium. 
thinking about how do we get the fans involved? You know, people are reaching out. How could how could they help? You know, you're 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 trying to you're trying to figure out all these answers, and really trying to deal with it yourself as well, which was difficult. But you know, it's made us stronger. There's very good perspective in this organization that maybe some other people don't have, and some clubs don't have. You know, the I always say the highs are high and the lows are lows, and I think we've we've gone through about the lowest of lows. So some other lows may not weigh on us as much as maybe maybe some because we went through that, and we'll see. We've got some games that matter the last week of the season. It's pretty remarkable right now. You know, we're not taking that for granted. You know, we all want to win every game. Don't get us wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't want to tie 12 or 14, however many. There were. You know, we just didn't want that. <laughs> but when you look back, you're like, wait, if I sit here and I look back in retrospect, we're still in We're still in contention to, you know, go ahead and be in the playoffs, which I feel like we're going to do. And here are the Panthers that are zero on six. You know, and they haven't been that way since, you know, back in the day. And I did go to every game in, in that season. That was horrible. So, you know, I feel it. And I'm like, here we are. We're doing great. And we're all wanting to worry about what's going to happen after the season. And I'm over here going, hey, we're still in it, you know. So I think it's amazing. We're in it. We're in it. You know, we control our own destiny, to your point. And the draws didn't feel good at the time, you know, because most of those we were – we were in front. We had a chance to to get three points, but we stayed in the course. You know, and to your point, people weren't happy about it. We heard it quite a bit. The most important thing is the guys didn't give up on each other. Didn't give, coaches didn't give up on players. Players didn't give up on the coaches. The front front office didn't give up on on anyone. And you know, you just you just got to keep you got to keep moving moving through it. Believe in yourselves. Like anything, anything you do in life, whether it's you know, with your family, with your your job, you got to believe in your product. You got to believe in what you're doing. And I think we we've done that. So, again, huge week. Nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen, but we've got an opportunity to go out there, put the, put our front foot forward, and get points. And who knows? We could be hosting a playoff game next week here. <laughs> That'd be great. Mm-hmm. On a positive note, what has been your favorite moment or moments of this season for Charlotte FC? There are a few. I think the the opening in the facility was a was a monumental occasion. You know that's something that we've you know we set out to do. What we did last year without without a true home base. I mean, certainly we we had a great great spot at the stadium, but you know with the team busing back and forth from training, our academy, for example, being extremely nomadic, knowing not knowing where they're going to train, where they're going to play, and now seeing them, it's almost like introducing them to the rest of the club. Hey, here's your entire academy staff and all these players. That to me was huge. I think there were, there's always going to be doubters in everything you do, and we talked about it, and people were when we weren't giving updates constantly about it. I, I think there was just the whispers out there that there's not going to be a facility something's going to happen it's not going to open well it opened so i think that was that was really big on a lot of levels i think personally for me the win in atlanta this year was just it was a very memorable experience on a, on a number of levels just with you know not playing very well here getting getting beat three nothing and you know i think some of our fans seeing some of the atlanta fans here because you don't you don't see that too often. Visiting team fans coming into our building, you saw you saw them here, and it just didn't leave a good taste in anyone's mouth. But then to go down I eighty five, get the win, and our support at that game—I've never seen anything like it. We had bus 
bus is full of fans. We had a loud section. You could hear them all match long. Our players walked out beginning of the game when the buses arrived. Our players normally walk out on the pitch and they'd sort of just look around, just, you know, take the environment a little bit. Our, our supporters were already in the stadium. They were the first ones in there. I remember all the guys walked over and they looked up and, you know, they just felt it right away. And you just saw the confidence walking off off the pitch into the locker room and then to come out and perform like that. And I remember the supporters coming down the escalators at the stadium afterwards and just the smiles on people's faces, how proud they were to be Charlotte FC fans, to have that experience in hostile territory, knowing they were going to have a good 3-4. Even if they got stuck in traffic on 85 like everybody does on the way back, they were going to be happy about it. Um, it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel good that, you know, you played a small part in just honestly making people happy. That's what we set out to do. And it was infectious that day. And I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that game. That's awesome. Okay, so let's get to some of your personal things. Let's find out a little bit about Joe. <laughs> what is your favorite presidential perk? My favorite presidential perk, just my family coming every single match, just giving them access. You know, it's a tough, it's a tough job working in sports. You know, it's honestly, it's seven days a week, 12 months out of the year. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, you're never off and time can go by pretty quick. And you guys know that. And just being able to, you know, go through this with them has been, has been great. They enjoy Charlotte FC. They enjoy soccer. They enjoy the community. They enjoy the matches. So I think I think just being able to have them sort of by my side at every home match has been been really great because it's super stressful. But then you you look across the room and you see what's most important. And you know, my wife would be the first to look at me and be like, "Stop being so stressed out. Like, stop. Just <laughs> calm down." You know, so it's nice how we got to see one of your sons and he was so cute, but it was nice seeing him follow you around too, because I mean, he has a role model to look up to. He sees his dad working, but he also gets to experience that. I know when I was young, I liked going to work. My dad was just a postman, so it wasn't as fun as going where you're going. But I mean, I enjoyed going to work with my dad too. So <laughs> I just think that it's neat that you get to do that. Yeah. You know, um, again, high stress going through the tougher times, you know, when they get older, they're like, wow, that was pretty cool, dad. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. We got to do that when we were a kid. You know, they'll appreciate it. I th- I think. And yeah, Lincoln, my my youngest, he's six, and he just loves Charlotte FC, everything about it. So, and he's been great. I've had to take him take him to games because my daughters were off playing sports other places, and my wife was with them. So I brought Lincoln to work a couple of times, and he's been great. You know, he's hung with me for a long day, yeah. but he's he's right in it. So. So it sounds like you might not have an off day, but maybe some off hours. And um, no. what do you like to do in your off hours? I love to do hard work. That's absolutely my my go-to stress reliever. So I am very OCD when it comes to my landscaping, and I like to do it myself. So I'm like striping, striping the lawn, nice edge, you know, clearing out the mulch beds, plants. I think it's it's one of those things you can you can see the you can see the fruits of your labor right away. So I love doing that. I love playing hockey. That's my my activity outside of outside of sports that I get to I guess play sports. I haven't been able to do that much in the last year, but I'll get back out on the ice soon. And other than that, just just hang with the family, you know. 
watch sports too. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of some teams too. So I like to like to put my fan hat on sometimes. And what would an ideal date night with your wife be like? Ideal date night, yes. You know, for us, we like just we like to walk around. We like to pop in places. So I think being in a cool in a cool town or a cool city where we could just kind of walk around and you know she'll she'll probably yell at me saying oh I need a reservation somewhere because I'm not the planner and she's the planner. But I do think walking around, I mean, our our ideal spot's definitely back. She's from Annapolis, Maryland originally, and that's where I moved after school. We love Annapolis. I think an ideal in an ideal world, we'd be back there. The kids would be with their grandparents, her parents, and probably go to our favorite spot right on Main Street, Annapolis, and kind of just walk around there. That would be that would be Nirvana. That that's that's our favorite spot for sure. It doesn't get too cold up there. It's not too cold. Maryland, no, no. I do. I, the winters, though, I will tell anybody the winters are probably the worst because it's like cold and rainy there. I always get grief because I grew up in Western New York and everybody says it snows and it's terrible and it's cold. Give me the snow versus cold rain any day of the week. So it's my one my one thing on the on the Maryland side. I will I'll argue. Other than that, no, it's great. Maryland's phenomenal, especially in Atlas. Love it. Absolutely love it. And so, are there any bucket list items that you hope to accomplish? Winning, winning a championship—that—that's it. That should be number one on everyone's bucket list if they're in sports. You know, it's, it's it's winning, it's winning championships. I think if if we can elevate our club to be the leader in in in, every, in all things Major League Soccer and help put this league where it rightfully should be someday, amongst the best in the world. You know, and it, again, if we're leading the way on it, I think that would be absolutely amazing. So that that would be my, sort of my work bucket list. Personally, just travel a little bit more. You know, the don't get a lot of don't get a lot of off time here. So eventually, just sort of spread our wings and and travel a little bit. We spend most of our days traveling to sports games with our kids, doing swimming and hockey and soccer and you name it. So yeah, as they're as they're getting older, maybe get them out, get them out a little bit, travel more abroad. I think would be great. Let's just wrap this up. Um... Are you coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all day long. <laughs> I do sun drops, so I can't really say either or, but Oh, that's cool. I am absolutely because I'm an I'm an early riser, so I love getting up. It's almost like I wake up just so I can make coffee before the kids get ready for school. And then, you know, you kind of look forward to that maybe early afternoon coffee. And then I you know, some days I may need one right before I go home too, because the real work starts when you get home. But we absolutely need it hard. Well, we appreciate you talking to us. Is there anything you'd like to say? I know we're going to go out there. We're going to beat Miami on Wednesday in Miami, and then we're going to beat them again on Saturday. I think you said there were 60,000 people already reserved to come Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a huge crowd on Saturday. I know I know a lot of those tickets were sold, obviously, to see a certain diminutive Argentinian player. But, you know, whether whether he plays or not, I think, you know, it's, it's a game that's going to matter for us, regardless of what happens on Wednesday. The game still matters. Three points and things go our way. We still find ourselves in the playoff spot. So Saturday's going to matter. I know Charlotte's going to show up. Really, really excited about it. Just appreciate what what you you do for us. The fact you're interested in Charlotte FC and you take time out of your days and your busy schedules to talk about Charlotte FC. Advocate um, the feedback that we get get good, bad, or indifferent. It all helps out. So. 
it, it means the world to us. So thank you very much for what y'all do. And thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, we love Charlotte FC, so we will be definitely be cheering the rest of the we, we We do love you back. We do love you back. I know we can, we, we can get people wound up and, you know, we can get, we can make, it's like the thrill, thrill victory and the agony of defeat. But, um, you got, you got a lot of people here that, that they give it a hundred percent every single day and they love this club as much as you do. And we, we don't take it for granted. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate that. And we're the mama bears too. So if anybody comes at our team, we're, we're there fighting. Sometimes cool. you know, I get a lot of hand, but I do it. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Thank you.